He is the way and the truth and the life. We have to die in order to live. Well, good morning, Father. Good morning, John Ray. Welcome to episode 27 of Beyond the Homily. Beyond the Homily, episode 27. Look at that. It took 27 episodes for me to get it right. Really? I usually say Beyond the Gospel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. You see, I just kind of, I don't even notice it. I know. You don't pay attention to I, me. I, I just trust. I just I just trust that you're, you're just doing, doing the right thing. I always do the right thing. So how's Lent <laughs> going for you so far? You know, it's uh, it's going. Uh, I think the biggest change is definitely uh, liturgically because, you know, I've been doing this Exodus 90 group. And so we uh, Exodus 90 is whenever a group of men take on penances for 90 days. Cold showers. Yeah, that's that, well, that's one of them. Huh? Ooh, and, those are horrible. Yeah. They're chilly. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> so I, it's uh, I kind of you just kind of continue. So you really hit Lent running. Uh, you know, you've been doing it for, you know, 30, 40, 50 days, you know, and now, you know, you just got, uh, you just got 40 more left. Um, and so it's, uh, halfway point. Yep. And you're running. I, uh, I went on a jog with my 13 year old Saturday. How'd it go? Well, when we got home, he looked at, uh, Alicia and he said, you know, at one point I looked back and I couldn't even see him anymore. So I just kept going. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my uncle said, uh, he went, you know, this was probably when I was like 55 or something. He went for a run for the first time in a long time. He was trying to get back in shape and he just went walking or a jog or something like that. A jog for a little bit. And he came back and he said his knee was like the size of a softball. He said, I never did that again. (laughs) Man, I tell you what, the pain is real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Today's a little better than yesterday, but yesterday, if you'd have seen me walking, it was no, rough. It, no, it ain't, it, getting old ain't for wimps. You know, you got to be tough. Hey, watch who you call them. <laughs> old, older. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah I like that better. <laughs> um, so a lot happened last Sunday in the gospel. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like there's a lot of theological undertones that you were talking about. Yeah, it's uh, so I kind of dropped this in a homily. Uh, before and I said in a few like a mic drop in the homily. Yeah, through the microphone. Uh, no, it's uh, I, I said this in a few homilies that like whenever you know as a as a preacher you have to like pray with the word. You have to study the word. What it, what was been said on it before? And, you know how can you and where is it at in the gospel? And so uh, similarly with this one, there's a a few passages that are just. I think I said this for the uh, Beatitudes, that they're just so packed that you start to unpack it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a lot. And it was the same thing with this one, because this is right after Christ is baptized, which prefigures all of our baptisms. But then he's led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to go and get tempted by the devil in the desert for 40 days. Wait, pause. He's led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. Yes. And so, and interesting. So, I'm just going to kind of throw out a ton of questions. I think these are great questions that I was wrestling with for the past week and trying to figure out what I was going to preach on, right? So, this is after the uh, the baptism. He goes into the desert for 40 days. Of course, this is prefigures, or no, this uh, this remembers the Israelite people, right? So they're they're in slavery in Egypt to Pharaoh. They cross the Red Sea, and crossing the Red Sea is a prefigure for baptism and then they go into the desert for 40 years and before they go into the promised land and Jesus uh, after his baptism goes into the desert for 40 days before he begins the the 
proclamation of the promised land, huh? the proclamation of the kingdom, his ministry. He's led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Does the Holy Spirit lead us to temptation? Mm. Or is that, and then and then of course you have the three temptations, right? Uh, Satan. It also says that he was filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit. Oh yeah, I think there's something there. Like when we're filled by the Spirit, and we encounter in temptation, right? Being filled with the Spirit makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, so then he's forty days in the desert. Uh, and then three temptations, Satan throws everything he has and only three. Tem- so really, ideally, he threw everything in the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. All of temptation is pretty much encompassed within those three temptations, within these three line or these three kind of one hit wonders by the by Satan. Huh? And uh, and and. And our blessed Lord uh, denies all of temptation. Would you just call his temptations one-hit wonders? Well, yeah. I mean, there's kind of three of them. <laughs> three of them, you know? It's I told our RCIA candidates uh, on Sunday uh, that, because we, we went through this gospel, we do Lexio Divina to begin RCIA mm-hmm. every Sunday. And um, I said, you know, that the, the temptation is the same. Like, Satan's not creative, right? He's been tempting humans the same way since he tempted them in the fall. Yeah. It's the same temptation. And that's a big thing too, that the fathers bring out wonder. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, the three temptations kind of remedy the three temptations of Adam and Eve, but it also prefigure his three falls on the, uh, on the way of the cross, right? He falls three times and he gets back up. Um, and then on one of them, it says that Satan lifts up Jesus to the parapet. So are you saying that like, Satan lifts up Christ? What does that mean? You know, I mean, like, physically? Or is, I mean, is this physical and spirit? I mean, what, what's going on there? Huh? And then it says, that, of course, at the end, the, the beautiful line, it says, and Satan, le- after he denied him, Satan left him for a time. You got it, for a time. For a time. It um, has just a lot of images, a lot of undertones, and it's, you know, to wrestle with them and to pray with them as the duty of a preacher. Um, and so I tried, to, I tried my best. I, I picked one. I tried to pick one, uh, one, one of them, just one topic, right? But then try to, in some way, quasi way, to try to connect them all to this one, which is, which is difficult, but it's, of course, it's possible. Anything with God is possible. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, in 10 minutes or less, you know, for a Sunday, a Sunday homily, it's always tough. And that's why we have Beyond the Homily. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are. Yep. I got to make sure that I'm a you call. You should start out. preaching about that. I'm a, pre- I'm a preach on, uh, like, on, on what? Like your whole homily this Sunday should be all about our podcast. I'm a preach. I'm, I will, I will, I okay, actually, maybe not, but you should at least mention it this week. So I have my outline for my homily and the very first bullet point is mention the podcast. Mm-hmm. So this time I won't forget. I'll just misread if I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, with this sun, with this Sunday, I preached on how the three temptations encompass all of temptation and how did Jesus deny them, which means it gives me an example on how to deny them. And I tied in the Lenten observance of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving at the very end. Right. Mm. And so we have the temptations of the flesh the temptations of the world and the temptations from Satan himself. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this is this will be my theological comment for for the uh, 
for the podcast for this week. Uh, you know, try to drop a little bit of at least high school, college level stuff. Uh, if you look at the, if you compare the Gospels, Matthew and Luke both have this account, but Matthew and Luke have different um, orders to them. So in Matthew's gospel, they, he has the three temptations of Christ in the desert, but the temptation of where Satan brings up Jesus to the parapet and shows him the whole world and says, you know, all this can be yours. That's the last one. Mm-hmm. Whereas the temptations of, uh, of that in Luke is the second one. So in, for both of them, number two and number three is reversed. Why? I mean, what do scripture scholars say? Because yeah. I know you're not smart enough. <laughs> well, mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good enough to read them, though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for I think it was St. Thomas Aquinas, and he was quoting probably Hilary of Poitiers, which is a, a church father. He said that um, that in Luke, Luke was kind of like the physician, and he is very particular to the order of things, right? So, and throughout his gospel, he has lists and a very particular list, and it deals with his profession. Mm -hmm. And so, while Luke most likely had the correct order of the way that Satan tempted, Matthew was more concerned with the spiritual side of it to where he gives like the spiritual order of the temptations. Okay. Right. So I preached on actually Matthew's uh, order because it's first the temptations of the flesh and then the temptations of the world and then the temptations from Satan himself. And so I kind of, I preached on Matthew's and not Luke's, but they're both the same temptations. So the church gave us Luke's gospel and you chose to use Matthew's. Okay. Moving on. It's, uh, it's this freedom, this beautiful <laughs> freedom. And look, and, and, and nobody's going to know. <laughs> or maybe they no, did know. Everybody that's listening. Uh, yeah, All every, three people. Yeah. I, well, now they know. Now my secret's <laughs> out. Now the bishop's going to call me and say, Father, I cannot believe you <laughs> preached on Matthews and, and following Hilary Poitier instead. Of <laughs> well, it's because Poitier and Poirier, they, that's you know, exactly right. Almost I, related. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, is they, that not how that works? Man, I wish that's how it worked. Uh, so that so that's kind of the order that uh, St. Luke most likely gave the, the chronological order of it, but Matthew gave the spiritual order of it, and so they complement themselves. Sure. I'm giving a talk on Scripture soon, and one thing about it, and it's important for our listeners, for all of us to realize that whenever the Gospels don't contradict themselves— Right. So sometimes they have this list, but then that one has this. Why is it like that? Um, It may seem like scripture contradicts itself at certain points. But the way it was described to me and kind of a base level is that if five people see a car wreck, but they see it from different angles, they may say different things, but it's the same car wreck. And it's they're all true, huh? If they give, if they all give, like, oh no, I saw him on his phone. Well, I also saw his tire go out, you know. And I, you know, so they're all correct, but they give different lights, different shades to the same picture. Sure. And, and so, and then the audience, right? Mm-hmm. The audience that the gospel writer was speaking to. The way that I say something to a group of Cajuns is going to be very different than the way that I say something to maybe a group of Aggies. Right? Mm-hmm. With Aggies, I got to explain a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah. It's, All you LSU fans, you're welcome. Yeah. The, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, you can make fun of uh, oh, what's Father Brady's favorite team? Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. We can oh, make fun of Ole Miss. It's hard to explain things to those people. I don't. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> we we love you, Father and Deacon. I would just Deacon Sammy's alma mater's. Oh Mela, Mela. I would drop pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with the Gospels, that's important to realize. And with Matthew and, uh, and Luke, they, with these temptations, they give two different lights to it. And so I preached on Matthew's order, where it, how Satan typically tempts us. First, he attacks our flesh. But I, as I'm, you know, I'm mature in the faith, um, you know, these temptations of the flesh, I may be dealing with them a little bit better. And so uh, Satan starts to attack with the temptations of the world, which is a lot of it deals with the spiritual, right? So my pride, my anger, my presumption, my, uh, my ability to see that I'm constantly pointing out the faults in other people, uh, but I don't talk too often about my own faults, huh? or uh, I'm not quick to forgive. And so uh, uh, you see how he attacks the flesh and then now he attacks the spirit and then now uh, the temptations of Satan himself in regards to like just just finally give up you know this is uh, comes a lot with despair or like the uh, the church uh, you know in theological terms we call it the dark night of the soul right? where where I'm a very holy person Mother Teresa of Calcutta was dealing with this and so a very holy person no longer feels the consolations of God and it's to make sure that we love God and not just God's gifts mm. and so these temptations Father Brady preached about that um, at, at Tuesday morning mass mm -hmm. uh, just about how you know sometimes when our the way that we pray, we don't feel like it connects with God. Mm. Um, sometimes it's because we become slothful in our prayer, right? And other times it's because we're being invited into a deeper relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so in comparison, when a married couple no longer has that spark, the husband still buys flowers, right? Or, or, the, or the wife, you know, still uh, does these things to kind of make her husband feel number one, even though, like, look, my feelings aren't in it all the way. Not like they used to be, that's for sure. Yeah. But that's okay. I didn't do it for the feelings. I did it so that my spouse may know that they're loved by me always. And so I continue to do these things, especially when the feelings go away, mm. right? That's, that's love. That's when love is being put to the test. So you're saying that in a normal relationship, right? We choose to love even when the feelings aren't there. Bingo. And the same is true with our relationship with God. Yeah. Even when we don't quote, feel his presence, mm -hmm. we still enter into the relationship because we know it's important yeah. to be in the relationship. Yeah. And so just kind of like a few overtones of the, uh, the temptations. The temptations of Satan make sense. Like you read them, hey, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, right? We say that because, you know, sometimes when I'm fasting during the day, I could grab a little gratin or something at night and it kind of snacks or it could hold me over. You are from uh, Scott, aren't you? Yeah. And so you Some could. Some uh, Yeah. So you could grab a little something, you know. There'll be another podcast about gratons just for those of you who don't know what that is. And I'm the expert I'm from <laughs> Scott. So, uh, um, and so, um, you know, it, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Of course he was hungry. I'd be hungry after one day. And so, um, Satan tempted him and said, turn these stones into bread. You're the, you're God. You don't need to, you don't need to do these things. Every temptation has a little bit of truth in it. 
as just a drop of that's the temptations we i mean look if satan appeared as who he truly is we'd all deny him easy but he comes as things we want things that we understand things that we desire and hope for but christ didn't move an inch when satan proposes something to you or it's all these good things but just this little bit of bad you know uh, i could just do this thing and it'd be a lot we deny it outright completely i know a lot of things that had this good vision in mind at the beginning but they started to compromise on certain things and in order for the greater good what they'd say and uh it ends up being this atrocious thing that has that's not that doesn't have the vision from the beginning at all and it's because they compromised with satan with these temptations it's the fish lure right Mm. if the fish saw the hook it would never bite yeah but the lure hooks him yeah Sounds the same way yeah and to realize that your temptations of course they make sense of course they're understandable satan the wolf has to be dressed in sheep's clothing if it wants to be accepted by the flock Mm. and it's important to see the wolf and that's the job of the priest to let the, the the parishioners the flock know where the wolf is where is he hiding? Where's the temptations? Where's the sins? Right in my parish, right in you particular, but uh, in the world, like what, what should we, what should our focus be? And what's the virtues and what's the vices? Um, and so it's on every level, Jesus denied Satan, even when Satan quoted scripture, even whenever he said correct things, huh? You're God, you, your angels can bear you up. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely correct, but it comes from Satan, and so I deny it. He's the father of lies, and he's very good at it, much better than me. And Jesus was led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. and he was filled with the Spirit, right? And I think the important takeaway there is that if we are filled with the Spirit, we allow the Spirit to lead us, that we will know and we will recognize the trap, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see the temptation, we'll understand where it's coming from because it's the spirit that reveals that right and it's the spirit that gives us the strength to overcome that and we receive the spirit in the sacramental life of the church Mm -hmm. so and know that even when jesus was tempted the devil left him for a time right he would come back and declare victory on good friday and we know that that's not where the story ended but let's not jump ahead. Yeah. Let's stay. Well, we're, com- we're coming there. we got a few more weeks of Lent. Well, great. If y'all have enjoyed this episode, we invite you to share it with your friends. Uh, be sure to like us and follow us on your podcast listener of choice. And we, um, we hope that you have a great rest of your week. God bless. And we'll see you this weekend. God bless.